Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 138 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Smart guy. My brother Andrew. What? (laughs) And my husband Dylan is the sound recordist. My husband has become obsessed, and you know I'm a little obsessed too, with a game for Nintendo Switch called Untitled Goose Game. If you don't know this game... (laughs) You gotta look it up. It's just a goose that's just messing people's lives up. I played it for 90 seconds and now I want to buy a Switch. One of the buttons does nothing but make the goose honk. <laughs> All right, well, we're not here to talk about geese, guys. Oh, that's funny. I don't remember your attitude being like that when you wanted to talk about puzzles. All right, we're here to talk about books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and specifically... <laughs> Oh no. oh no! It's English teacher Bailey. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, speaking of teaching, today for those of us, for those listeners who don't know us personally, Bailey is not a teacher. Not anymore. Um, uh, we are going to be talking about books that we had to read. We were required to read. I assume for school. That's mm-hmm. what my list is. That we ended up loving. All right. We're doing top three. So who sh- who wants to go first? You're bringing like an NBA 2K jams <laughs> energy. I was to going this, for like... a Dangerous Minds, so, you know. Oh yeah, okay. You know, flipping my chair around. You, t- please don't do karate on me. Andrew, why don't you go first? What's your number three? My number three is the brother sister plays by Terrell Alvin McCraney. The the guy who wrote Moonlight. What's the play that he j- was just up for all those Tonys? What's it called? Choir boy, yep. Choir boy. He's uh, cool. yeah. He's a uh, a playwright and a screenwriter for those things that were just mentioned. Uh, he is also now the head of the Yale playwriting department at Last Check. Um, but this is a book I read um, as a requirement for a lighting design class I took at college, and it's a series of three plays. They're called In the Red and Brown Water, The Brothers Size, and Marcus or the Secret of Sweet. Ooh. I don't have to give my three anymore because those were all three of mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just uh, really excellent plays and really inventive in how they use stage direction and stage pictures. The characters speak aloud a lot of their own stage directions instead of just having it be written on the page. And in particular, The Brother Size is a play that has really stuck with me. And um, the passion that my professor, Jane Cox, uh Felt like I was just name dropping her, but I just wanted to give her credit. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, brought to it, made it like really fun and engaging. She had just designed a production herself, so she brought her like own ideas, but kind of kept them a secret, and then like helped us design our own. And it was fun to see how different they came up to be. And yeah, it's a group of plays that has really struck with me, but in particular, the brother's size has been the most enduring of them. That sounds sounds like a really interesting play and a really interesting assignment. Yeah. Homework. Yeah. Cool. All right. Toby, what's your number three? So I didn't understand the prompt. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to be only ones you read in high school. And well, uh, it's just yeah. the way you interpreted it. Um, but I just changed one of my answers because I was trying to think of ones that I read uh, in college that I also really loved. And I changed one of them. So I will say number three was Ethan Frome. Ah. By Edith Ooh. Horton. Ooh. Um, I read it for an American literature class. In college, and I remember distinctly, I loved, loved, loved it, and I remember thinking I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that when you mentioned the the subject of this mini episode, because I really, I love to read books, but I really hate reading books when people tell me to read them. Mm. There's something, which is funny because this podcast tells me to read books, but they're, pocket, they're <laughs> books they're that, ones I, you chose. that I chose, but yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I, I, I expected to dislike it. I just didn't, it didn't, the subject matter didn't appeal to me, but it's beautiful. It's short. It's really emotional and affecting. Um, and yeah, I love it. And I, and I've gone on to read many more Edith Wharton novels and I love them all. Cool. I haven't read that one. It sounds good. It's a good one. It's very short. It's like one of her shorter ones. Cool. Nice. My number three, I'm doing a crazy thing. You guys, I have like 10 written down here and I'm just going to pick one. Like I wrote down different numbers, but I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up. It does not shock me at all that you overdid this assignment. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I would like extra credit for, okay. I was waiting for that. The assignment was three. So you failed the assignment technically. Nope. All right. My number three is called Perfume, the Story of a Murderer by Patrick Suskind. By Ben Wishaw. By Ben Wishaw. By Paddington Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Paddington. Um, Um, That's a reference, obviously, to the movie they made of this book, right? Yes. I read this book for a class I took my senior year in college. You know, when you have like a fun class, you're like, oh, I have an extra extra class. I could do whatever I want. Yeah, I took glass blowing. Really? Yeah. What did you say? The Fashioning of Fashion, the History of Fashion. (laughs) (laughs) oh wow i would make fun of you but i took um uh like seminar level class on the crusades for fun because i had an extra credit and you had an ability to take a class that was just pass fail and i was like Uh yeah i'll learn about the crusades why not no i'm more laughing at the fact that it sounds like a professor got caught in the hallway and had to think of his class at like the last second oh no that's very accurate (laughs) this guy he was an incredible professor, and everybody loved the class. I love the class. It was in the comparative literature department. Um, and this book, Perfume, Story of a Murderer, it's about perfume, but it's specifically about a murderer who kills women and bottles their scent. Um, but it's beautifully written, intriguing, twisted, fun, and it really reminds me of this awesome class that I took. Uh, I've, I've heard of that, but I really want to read it. Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews, though. I'm glad you say it's really good. I really liked it. And it, it's not one that, you know, I expected to read for that class. Also, like, after reading it, I decided that I also had to have a signature perfume scent. So I went to the only store that sold perfume in Hanover, New Hampshire, which is called, I think it's called, pronounced The Gap. <laughs> <laughs> and I just picked up a Gap perfume. And that became my scent until the bottle ran out three years later. <laughs> Nice. All right, respect. <laughs> Andrew, what's your number <laughs> Mad two? Respect. Um, my number two, in general, sort of, I took this theme to be more like books I wasn't expecting to like, but also books I didn't know about or I don't think I would have found without the class. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is sort of in this three book list, the exception to the rule. Um, so my number two is The Kite Runner by Colette Hosseini. Oh, that's um, on my to-read list. It's on your to-read list, which is also part of what made me excited to put it on here, because I'm really excited to hear what you think. I read it senior year of high school. We had like an assignment over the summer, and you had a list of books you could pick from, and it was the one I chose. And yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, because we are going to dedicate more time to it on a later episode, but it was one of the first like contemporary novels that really grabbed me, it propelled me forward, and made me really excited to read other contemporary novels. So it was sort of like a gateway book in that way for me mm. so yeah cool. i gave it three stars <gasps> toby i enjoyed i enjoyed that book i bet if i reread it today i would like it more i'm excited to well read yeah it. that's the thing i don't know like i it, it was a long time ago maybe i would hate it now but i remember really loving it yeah, yeah. all right toby what's your number two uh number two is pretty basic um but uh, along with the i mean i didn't expect to like any of the books that i was assigned to read in high school because i didn't like being assigned to read them uh but 
I remember being knocked on my butt by The Great Gatsby, as basic as it is, you know? I really, really enjoyed it. And I remember, like, like trying to hate reading it, because I was such a grumpy person, and I was like, oh, I don't like to be told what to do, but this book is really good. And then I remember I reread it, probably right after I got out of college. I was like, I bet it wasn't as good as I... Oh, it's still really <laughs> good. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Everybody knows The Great Gatsby, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I have no connection to The Great Gatsby yeah, at all. Yeah, no one on this podcast wrote their college essay about it or anything like that, referencing the green light as a metaphor for Dartmouth College. That would be me. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> thing, guys. Your entrance, your submission essay, yes. the green light was Dartmouth College. Yeah, and it's like... Like it, you were in love with it? It was like a metaphor for like the green light was what you're searching for, et cetera, et cetera. And Dartmouth was my green light. Okay. I got in first of all, just so everyone knows <laughs> to the point where like, I didn't have a backup essay cause I applied early. So like if I didn't get in, I would have to write something really quick cause it only applied to Dartmouth cause, oh, the, wow. cause there's a green light at Dartmouth. So oh, that was okay. the whole thing. I didn't know that. <laughs> Cut to more recently when I'm like, Oh, it's not good that he wants the green light. No. Yeah. You probably should have finished the book, huh? <laughs> no, I love that book. I had it as my number one, but I'm switching it up now. I don't have it anymore as my number one. Oh, okay. My number two is <laughs> Beloved by Toni Morrison. Hmm. Have you guys read it? Ooh, no. I read it and really didn't like it in high school. <gasps> Interesting. But it's a book that I know that if I revisited now, I would like. It's just like... I think the wrong book for a senior in high school to read for some reason. I just don't think yeah. I was smart enough at the time. Okay, well, I read it as a senior in high school, but I really loved it. It was for my AP English class, and I had never read Toni Morrison before, and I was just enthralled in this horrifying story and the beautiful imagery within the book. And that's one that when I was a teacher, if I were to have taught older students, I mostly taught freshmen, I probably would have taught that book, but... I didn't, so. Yeah. Beloved by Toni Morrison. You just reminded me, I didn't say much about my um, Great Gatsby, but I do have an anecdote. Um, this was one I read in high school, um, and I think I read it for uh, one of my favorite teachers in high school named Mr. Durr, um, <laughs> who was a really cool guy. Uh, when you say that, it automatically sounds like he sucks. I don't know why, just in my head. Um, but he was really, really cool. He used to say uh, when we were taking tests that there was a trap door under our desks that led to hell and he would open it if we, if we cheated. Um, and then Dylan and I went to a hives concert at the Warfield in San Francisco and saw him and his super hot wife there. And we were like, Whoa, Mr. Durr is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now's that time. Andrew, what's your number one book you read for school that you ended up loving? Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. Hmm. Oh, I'm jealous you got to read that for school. Yeah, so this one sort of feels like a cheat because it seems like a book I knew I would have loved, but I had genuinely never heard of it. I read Mm -hmm. it for a class called Cartoons, Comics, and Graphic Novels taught by a professor named Peter Antilles, who was one of my favorite professors. And it's just it was a book I had never heard of before. And it was like a genre of graphic novel I'd never even considered before, like using a graphic novel for a family drama. I just hadn't been exposed to any of those sort of things. And it sort of ignited my love of the form of of graphic novels and and comics in that way. So it has a special place in my heart. And I was really glad that I got assigned it. It's a great book. Fun musical, too. Yeah, it is. It was also really fun to have read it before the musical and like already have a special love for it. And then also to really love the musical was really cool. All right, Toby, what is your number one? 
again, I don't know if I'd qualify it as like my number one, like the ultimate one, but I will say it influenced me quite a lot. I'm going to go throw it back to Mr. Durr. I liked him so much I took his class twice. I had him for a basic English class earlier in high school, and then I went back, and I think he, I can't remember what the module was called, but it was like a like a science fiction, you could like choose senior year, and you can have like a science fiction half of your year. So we read, um, I mean, you can probably see it coming a mile away, uh, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. And by that time, I think I had dabbled in science fiction already. I think I'd read like the big ones, like Ender's Game and a couple other ones like that. But I don't think I'd encountered the kind of, I wouldn't call Fahrenheit 451 super highbrow sci-fi, but it's a little bit more up there, a little bit more playing with cosmic themes and, you know, using the genre to examine humanity. And I was just blown away by it. And I love Ray Bradbury. I love his writing. Um, and it just, yeah, it really introduced me to something that I really enjoyed. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. It's good. It's that time. The most important time. Bailey's number one. Wow. Rude. <laughs> My number one is The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Ooh. Sherman Alexie. It's kind of like Sherman Alexie's real life. Going from a reservation to a public school with predominantly white kids and what that transition was like. It's kind of about his life, but it's through a fictionalized version of him called Arnold. And it intersperses sort of a coming of age story with comics and little drawings that are cute. Um, And it has, you know, a lot of like fun, illicit topics or like dangerous topics if you were a freshman in high school that you might be intrigued about. Um, And it's easy to digest and easy to read, but the themes are deep enough especially about grief, that you can discuss it a lot. So this book I read when I was in grad school. I got my master's in English education. I mean, I'm still, I'm not a teacher anymore. So at the time I was like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And then I signed up for a class called Adolescence in Literature. And I was like, okay, no, I'm doing the right thing. Just because I liked all the books on the list. Um, (laughs) So I read this for that. And then I ended up teaching it to my freshman students and it even saved my butt when I became a long-term sub and sort of came into a mess of a teacher suddenly leaving and it, everything was in disarray, but they were reading this book. And so I thought, okay, I have curriculum. We can save it. So this is my number one. There's so many great things about it, but I just think it should be number one because I both read it in school and then taught it in school. I will double down on this book. This book is fantastic. It's great. I was not forced to read it, but I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. So fun mini guys. Fun mini Let's... <laughs> Real quick, just name some titles that are honorable mentions, if you have any. Andrew, did you have any honorable mentions? To Kill a Mockingbird from high school. Goes without saying, great book. Uh, Animal Farm, which I read in eighth grade, mostly because my teacher, Mr. Warshaw, like got really into teaching it, and it was very exciting. And then the, <laughs> my final honorable mention is Kane by Gene Toomer, which... I grew to really love because not only was I forced to read it once, I was forced to have it on a curriculum three times in college. Wow. It showed up on three separate curriculums. Wow. Um, I really loved Of Mice and Men. It's another one where I was trying to hate it the whole time through. Dylan and I were actually in the same class for that one. There you go. And we did a movie about it. Yeah, we made a movie about it. I had blanked that out. That reminds me, Toby, I just want to throw in The Moon is Down, also by John Steinbeck, also from high school. Really love that book. Cool. Nice. I have a few honorable mentions, no big D. <laughs> I have The Little Prince, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I read that in French class. Le Petit Prince. Exactly. Um, Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. I read that 
in college. I was going to say, I hope you didn't have to read that for high school. No, no, college. We had to pick a book that we had always wanted to read that we hadn't read. And so I you were preparing that. for this podcast. Yep, exactly. Um, and then Persepolis, Marjan Satrapi, great graphic novel. On my list. There you go. It's a good one. And then the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket by Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe's only novel. Hmm. It's it's like a seafaring Pirates of the Caribbean meets Edgar Allan Poe. What? Yeah, it's fun. It's I had read it for um, American literature class in Very college. Cool. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Listeners, if you had any books that you had to read for school that you ended up loving, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. I, I definitely would. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Next week on the podcast, I will be reading The Casual Vacancy by J.K. Rowling, and Andrew's covering Jose Saramago's Death with Interruptions. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the to read list podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the to read list podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the to read list podcast and on Twitter at to read list pod. Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song, and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Books, 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 books. 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 And also...